Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. Ashley, how are we doing? Ashley. Is it Ashley? No, is it Ashley? it's Ash. Is it Ashley? It's I just always Ash, no, no. It's not a short for... <laughs> Two days in a row, you fucked in short, Greg. What's going on? I'm not even going to edit that out, you know. I think we deserve that in. It's like that now. At the start, it was all professional, and now it's just a shit. Leave all the mistakes in, that's fine. So it's not Ashley, just no. to cl- clear this out before we... Yeah, I, I thought it was Ashley. The only work know. idea could have shown you it. It's just Ash. Well, that doesn't prove anything, does it? it <laughs> it's what my... they call you at work. <laughs> no, but it's like... Okay, I'll know. give you my email address. It's great. <laughs> that is my name. But... Driving license, I don't know. It's but not in reach and the car is getting up. Yeah, there we go. It's Ashley. <laughs> it's Ashley from now on. <laughs> I, won't, I won't answer. Anyway, so how are you, Ash? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Greg? Yeah, I'm good. I'm in new new studio surroundings. Two nights in a row, two, two new Two different studios, two different nights. Moving well, different places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very odd in here. It is odd. It is odd. Anyway, what are we going to be talking about tonight? So today we have a very special guest, a friend of ours, a friend of UFO Identified. Like kind of like a partner to UFO Identify, we kind of do stuff together, uh, work on some things together, and so we are welcoming someone who is going to be talking about something that something we sort of skirted on a couple of times, but we've not properly talked about properly. Something that I wanted to sort of learn more about and sort of experience for myself, but I haven't yet. So I'm looking forward to to learning more. So welcome Hollywood, welcome to the show. Dun dun dun. That was an intro and a half. It really was. Nobody else gets intros like that. I know. I feel very honoured. I think you should announce me before I walk into any environment now. Yeah. Well, yeah. done with that. The UFO con, (laughs) which was as we all in, we all stuff in. Tell you what, I'm getting some proper muscles, and I didn't even know I had from that wheelchair. Gotta give it back. Yeah. Thank you for a lovely introduction and. I'm glad to be a friend. I'm glad to be around you guys. Um, and I think there's lots of stuff in the ether in the future that we can get our teeth into. So, yeah, thanks for having me. So this subject is something that, like Ash, is something that I've skirted around myself after hearing about what it is. And it's something I, I know I've I've said to you before that I am... Um, I wanted to try it, but I just, it's a time thing. So I'm really struggling with time at the moment. And I know it is something we need to, we need to sort of focus on. Yeah, needs a bit of dedication. It is dedication. And that is, so it's a subject that. People, why, why are we being cryptid about I know, we're, well, yeah, we're, we're picking this up. Greg. CE5. Heist. Heist. Now, what does heist stand for? Because I don't know. Ready? Human initiated contact experience. Heist. Yes. So C5 is is close encounters of a fifth kind, which is very much entangled 
with Dr. Stephen Greer. Heiss has been around for a, a, a really long time. I sort of picked up that wording from an incredible human being in the world, Dr. Joseph Burks. He was part of Greer's original team. So I kind of interchanged between the two. But distilled down, it's using consciousness to establish some kind of link with them, whoever they, them, the others may be, is up for, it's, I've not shook hands with one, so I, I couldn't tell you who they are, but it's to establish a consciousness link to initiate dialogue or conversation or experience, you know, to connect. So we're going to them and asking them as opposed to the other, you know, type encounters. So that's kind of a whistle-stop tour on heist. Cool. So before we get into sort of that a bit more, how did you first sort of get interested or into the whole thing? It's all James Fox's fault, and I feel like I'm going to email him back and tell him. So I, um, I've been, I had an experience uh, as a child that, well, I'll roll back. So my mother was a very well-known, renowned mystic. Um, it was just so much fun as a child when your mum was like the weirdo. And we, I was dragged round every stone circle, every esoteric possibility in the UK. There was always a druid in the house, sometimes an armed robber. You just never knew. My mum had an eclectic mix of people. So I was always around the strange and the weird. You know, my mum, I found her in Cream Nightclub once reading people's palms for drinks. So that's what we were dealing with people. So I grew up very into the, the mystery schools and the occult and we celebrated the old ways so we you know halloween is huge was huge in our house i had two christmases we had yule which is the pagan festival on 21st and then we'd celebrate the christian festival on the 25th so i was around lots of strange growing up and i had an experience when i was seven eight nine i can't Fully remember because my mum used to liberate me from school and we'd go and live with like weirdos on like traveler sites and stuff so that's a great word my mum used to liberate me from school oh she did she did like freedom she just didn't really (laughs) buy the whole education system because she was just as wild as as the wind god rest her soul so i had an experience at the white horse the chalk horse in wiltshire when i I lived down the road from that very magical place and I, I had an experience in the eye of the horse. So, you know, that happened, various other things throughout my life. Fast forward to being a teenager. Um, I'm fairly intelligent, I would like to say, um, and humble. And I devour books. I've got ADHD. I, I, I can, you know, I can read books in a day, hours. And my mum, although she was mad as a box of frogs, she wanted to give me as much information as I, I could on board. So we were kind of one of the first in our road and in our family to get the internet. Like the computer was like that big dial-up connection. But through having the World Wide Web, I was able to start looking into some of the more weird stuff I've been exposed to. And I stumbled into Area 51, Roswell, found a forum. I'm a Star Trek nerd. So... The, my people were all behind this screen. 
So I, I just delved into to so much and was researching and connecting. Um, and then fast forward to sort of now, well, last couple of years, I watched James Fox's film, The Phenomenon. I was like, oh, oh. Mm, there's something, you know, it, it just felt aligned a bit more for me. And then I fell into one of Dr. Stephen Greer's films. And then I was like, oh, consciousness. Oh, aliens. Oh, they're sandwiched together. And it just kind of like was my vibe because I run circles of women, moon circles around consciousness. And so all the planets of my weirdness collided when I heard about Greer's CE5. So from that point, I did what a lot of people do, found an app, his app. Oh, I'm going to meet more weirdos that are into this. Great, great, great. Downloaded it, found no weirdos. So then I was like, mm, okay, back at square one. Facebook, typed in CE5 and then the CE5 UK hub bobbed up. Oh, found me some friends. Got on there and then within a really short space of time in the in the June of the summer, the summer of June, you know what I meant. Um, James, who kind of facilitates C5 UK, said, we don't have anyone looking after the Northwest page. I was off work. I was on furlough. I had nothing else to do. Oh, okay. My background is in events, public relations and marketing. So it was kind of a, and I, I like creating community. So I just went, yeah, all right count me in type thing and it just snowballed we we just started getting a group of people together and that's where I met Natalie um and here I am you know some time later some poster girl for heist in the UK I'm not quite sure how it all happened really <laughs> alignment <laughs> definitely definitely so you mentioned the sort of going back to that first experience when you were seven or eight mm-hmm. and you're in the eye of the the white horse mm-hmm. what what actually happened so my mum and all her friends were definitely on acid and we're all like bouncing around being all mystical and uh why not that was quite normal um and <laughs> me and i'll never forget his name there was a boy called visa like the bmx um and another kid or something this lady had had been like dancing around being weird about the eye and they and I, I don't know what they were doing I was young and I remember the grown-ups were sort of like rah, skipped off or Kate Bush-esque and how I described it at, the, at that age to my mom was like a little tiny sun we seen a little tiny sun an orange tiny sun and she was just like well obviously oh my god oh my god Holly you magic so I was you know they're probably off their heads, so we all subscribe to it. Um, and that little tiny sun appeared to me a very poignant moment in my life, and and still to this day. And this is where it starts, where people start going perceptioner. Still to this day, in July it happened this year when I was in hospital. The the yellow sun that's very familiar to me appeared when I was in hospital not not in the hospital in the sky and I felt there was a sense of I feel there's a sense of familiarity when I see which is now I would describe as an orb but as a child it was a little yellow sun well hmm. it is a strange place up there even I've been up there many times because like I say it's just 
just down the road from me and it is weird up there i've seen crop circles i've been inside a crop circle at the the sort of base of whitehorse hill there was a jellyfish um crop circle shaped thing a few years before that and i i went into that and it was it was my first experience sorry to go off on a slight tangent but it was my first experience of somebody at that point i was i was into ufos and the paranormal but this lady we were we rocked up to where we thought the crop circle was and the lady was like it's over there i've just been in and recharged my crystals and I, and I'd never spoken to anybody like that before. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> we it was comp- for want of a better phrase, it was an alien concept to me. About, I was like, "Oh, okay," but I found it, and it was a strange place inside the crop circle. This jellyfish one, you can Google it. Oh, we've talked about it before on the podcast. Um, yeah, so it is a strange place up there, anyway, and it looks out over like Thanks. Wiltshire and Oxfordshire. You can just. Great place. Great it place. is, and, and the Salisbury Plain, you know, Maria Wheatley, a phenomenal uh, woman, master dowser, someone I subscribe to a lot. She talks about the the uh, spiral F energies that come out from the, the, the Salisbury Plain because there's aqua four waters underneath the stones, which when you're dowsing, send certain um, energies in a spiral. So there's lots of energetical, which can be read like scientifically, there's energetical spikes all in that area. And I find it really interesting. There's a lot of military installations on the plane. And, you know, historically, the ancients knew about these 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 lines with how, because they didn't have our technology. But the lines that go through Avery and Stonehenge, I believe, is connected to my mothership, which is Glastonbury Tor. So there's something really magical down there in, if anyone ever gets the chance, and a lot of C5 events happen down there, to go to the barge in Boozer because you're definitely guaranteed to meet the best weirdos ever. You'll meet druids, crop circle makers, witches, wizards, vampires. They're all at that barge in. So if you are traveling down to the plane, have have a stop at the barge in because it's like, what's that place in Harry Potter, Diagon Art? And they go, the Leaky Cauldron. It's yeah. like the leaky cauldron. It's wow. amazing. So what do you think um, this orb is? What is it? Or who is it? Or what are they? Um, and also, second part of the question, why do you think they made themselves visible or itself visible to you at that point? Um, I think it, I, I don't know what it is. Okay. No clue. Um, I feel it to be intelligent. Um, I'm definitely not. I haven't been on a 37 year trip, so it you know, is. And I'm shame, but you know, <laughs> got a kid to raise and stuff. Not, not really. Fair enough. That. Yeah. Um, I feel it has a sense of intelligence, and why I've come to that conclusion. And you know, joking aside, and all my silliness aside, I was in hospital after having. A ridiculous accident with a flip flop and a leg, um, and I was my mental health had declined significantly. I'm a very outgoing person. I'm very confident. I know who I am, and I was isolated in a hospital. I hadn't seen my child properly. Smashed on, you know, morphine, and I was frightened. And 
you know, there's no shame in discussing mental health at all. I was ready to not, I don't, I, didn't, I just didn't want this to, I genuinely thought it would be better if I was removed from the situation that I found myself in. And I, sorry, I, I give up a little and serendipitously or universally or whatever woo-woo you want to put on it, one of the nurses said, enough now, let's just open the windows, you've been sat in the dark for three weeks, let's just, maybe let's just, the moon, the moon's bright, let's just open the blinds, and I was in a private room, and I was like, can I swear, by the way? Yes. I was like, oh, fuck off with that, right? Oh, you can't say that word. Whoops! Um, <laughs> i joking. She opened the blind, and it was probably late in the night, it was dark, it was summer, so it must have been, you know, past 11. And I was just in the bed and something, and it's something we feel a lot for those of us that are into high speed vibe. Felt this urge to, to just keep looking. And I did. And I wasn't surprised that I, there was the little tiny yellow sun. And I remember thinking of that phrase as like as a child, because I was in a very vulnerable state. And upon seeing that, I was like, you've got to get your shit together now. There's bigger things happening. You're meant for more than you've broke your leg. Yeah, it's really bad. But tomorrow, come on. And it was just very poignant and it felt very personal. And it it, it, it danced about. It came more and it went back. And I was thinking, wow, I'm absolutely smashed on this morphine. All this is really happening. And I kept like, no kind. And I did second guess myself, but then I was kind of fixated. I was fixated into this. It's here again, and it's it whatever it is has shown up in really poignant parts of my life. When my mother died, it showed up. When a traumatic event happened, when I nearly died as a teenager, it showed up. When um, another traumatic event, you know, in late in early teens, it showed up. So from its latest visit, whatever it is felt there was an intelligence and it knew that I needed something and that that's where I'm at with it what was the second part of the question because I ramble uh, no I think you covered it off okay. it was what was it and why do you think it showed up at brilliant moments so yeah tick tick done <laughs> thank you so since, since that moment I mean I, I remember sort of your the post you used to make on Facebook when you were in hospital and obviously it came across, obviously the, the isolation all that came across in, in the post. Where you are now is completely different to the whole the whole vibe and I think which which is which is awesome. So obviously just one well done on that and two. Thank you. You think that seeing that little son again made you sort of focus your sort of priorities from then? It rem- it reminded us who the fuck I was. Like, mum, like and it was, I seen that little son and I, I felt a sense of, okay, let's go to sleep. And the next day, I was like, I need to speak to a doctor. If you, I'm not out of here within four days, I'm going to discharge myself and, and, and I'm going to sue somebody for neglect. So and I got back to my rah-rah self and I remember the nurse being like, ooh, 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 where have you come from? And I was like, I can't live like this anymore. I'm isolated, I'm frightened, and 
all, all the differences is you're giving me painkillers and I'm still, I can do this at home. Why can't I go home? And I think my, my re-energized, no, no, I, I took control back. That, that's probably the right phrase. And that day they worked out a plan for me to come home. And I, I don't know if that plan would have been made. I don't know if I would have lasted the week there if the truth be told, because I, I was ready to check out in all aspects because I'd, I'd sunk that low. So it, it gave me a sense of, that experience gave me a sense of control back and we create our own reality and we create our own output and I'd forgotten that I can create my reality and by saying, guys, like this is, this is not working, my favourite phrase, this isn't working for me, I need to go home, I have a child and they facilitated that. So... Whatever that little sun is, it, it shows up when I need it to. Sounds cheesy, but it does. Awesome. awesome. So these, so when you were a kid, you won't took you to all these places, these stone circles, these sort of historic places. Is that something that you've sort of carried on with your own kid? Poor Jensen. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Chris. I have. And it's really quite interesting because I really rebelled against my mum's floopy weirdness. Apple didn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> I really, you know, rebelled against it. You know, I went and sought a very successful career. I sold my sold a business when I was young. I worked all over Europe. I was very career driven. I was very money motivated. I was very, very normal. I was dead normal. Nice car, big house, normal. And then kind of somehow the the weirdness <laughs> kind of <laughs> crept in and I remember I was chatting to the girls my my girl group and the last time I'd seen one of them and I think it was Nat who giggled actually Ash I said oh the last time I seen you Alyssa we were half naked in Delamere Forest at 4am under the full moon and then I was like I'm my mother so (laughs) I I have as much as I tried to resist the the weirdness and the, the the following the old ways I kind of, yeah, I, I'm in that. And Jensen, you know, it's like a mum. The cat's got a crystal in its mouth again. <laughs> so, you know, my house is very occulty, very, we celebrate the old ways. We will be celebrating Halloween bigger than Christmas probably. And, you know, Jensen understands that there's there's more, there's more in the unseen realm than there is in this, but he just thinks I'm crazy, like like most people do. And my other half just puts up with it. How about your work colleagues? What do they? Oh, well, I thought I kept it really under wraps for a while. Turns out I didn't restrict them on Facebook. <laughs> Whoops. And, you know, <laughs> I did keep it very separate because I have always had a very... So I've always held very corporate roles and I've always kept it very separate. But this role I'm in now, I have the best people around me. I have the best manager. and. It's the only workplace I felt I could be me and be valued to be me. And when uh, we did our little show a couple of weeks ago, you know, my manager was on there asking questions and I I don't have to be as separate as I used to Mm. be. And it was interesting because I was coming on one of the last Skywatch in Southport. Yeah. And um, one of our directors went, what are you doing this weekend? And I went, oh, just going to find aliens. (laughs) And he was like, what? And I was like, um, <laughs> well, 
they, you know, they, they know, kind of. They just think I'm nuts, which I think I am. Awesome. So we've we've kind of learned about Holly, uh, which is awesome. So thank you for, for being so open as well. Yeah. Uh, so Heiss, so talk us through, so you're meeting up with, with the group. Talk us through sort of a standard night. What what What's the process that you guys go through? I think it rolls back before the actual, we have to rewind it a little bit before actual meeting up. Okay. So we talked to Stephen Greer. He put in place uh, a kind of methodology, method, methodology, um, a set of protocols in which, you know, Mike, John, Dave, Samantha can do to use the modality of human initiated contact. So my version, because the UK, well, I can't say the UK because we don't speak for everybody, but kind of our version is a, is a little bit different to, you know, the, the, the fully prescribed Dr. Stephen Greer pathway. Because I just think, you know, you, you do what works for you. But anyway, we know from experience that a group that has a strong bond has friendship bonds, has common curiosity to explore the unknown, has a greater chance of something happening than just randomly meeting and going, okay, well, let's stand here and chant and hope, you know, doggers don't come near us and all that crazy stuff. So when we decide to go to our location, what um, what we like to do is get people together on a Zoom, which was great through lockdown because that's all that we could do. One, it wheedles out, hopefully, the serial killers and the crazy people. The people, we don't know, none of us really knew each other at the beginning of this journey. I'm not going to go and stand in a field with an axe murderer. I don't know you. So we like to get together to converse and share tales and some people may be experiences or may not. But it's kind of to establish a vibe. I'm big on vibrations. So we tend to do that. And then that's a bit of an open. We're going to go to Wigan on the 15th of Jalemba at six o'clock. So we get people together, step one. Step two, we try and get together again through the power of the interweb and perhaps do a meditation and something called coherent thought sequencing, CTS. And what that is in layman's terms, it's using meditation as a tool to send a beam of intention thought consciousness out into the cosmos to them whoever they may be to say hello come in peace we'll be here we would like to establish a link so we do think and and if we've got well we have like a location so let's just say l25 6bz so in our vectoring of it we'll we'll picture the location and kind of zoom out from it. So instead of zooming in on Google Earth, try and think of it as reverse. So here we are above the house or field, above England, above Europe, above the world. This is where we'll be to give them, whatever they are, indication as to where we'll be. So we do that once or twice. Then we'll go to the location and, and do very similar. Once we get to a location, obviously it's new for some people. And, you know, you experience it, Ash. Some people turn up and they've like, oh, oh, you know, it can be quite nerve-wracking meeting, mm. you know, strangers, especially internet strangers, in the middle of nowhere. And so we'll do the coherent thought sequence. And again, we will definitely do a ground in meditation because the safety of everyone is very important because we're messing with 
entities, beings of unknown origin. So we have to keep that safety element. And then we will do uh, a meditation around, you know, we would like we would like to communicate with you and we, we come here in it with peaceful intent. And then we, we sometimes use certain sounds that in the past have been known to attract them. So that's kind of a whistle-stop tour on CE5 slash Heiss. Uh, has, so I guess the question I'll ask as someone who's never sort of done this before, do, do you get results? Not every, not every time. And anybody that tells you that they do, wow, send them my way because that's not my experience. No, not every time. You don't. You don't. And that that's the only truth I can, can give you. Not every single time does something happen. Sometimes it can be weather related. If it's piddling down, you know, you're going to have a good vibe. No, you're going to want to go home. Two just might not have gone that way. And I was talking about this the other day. In my experiences, because my experiences are a little bit more than just some of the little suns that I've seen, but sometimes there's a, you know, we talk about this trickster element. I think sometimes the cosmic intelligence, as I like to refer to it, sometimes think it's a bit like, oh, they, they play. Does it not, what? It's, it's not an exact science. It's not an exact art. And, you know, if anyone out there is going, every time I do meditation, something appears, wow, that's great. In my experience, I can't ever guarantee that. What I can guarantee people is through meditation and through commitment to exploring the inner and the outer, they're more likely or inclined to have a, a positive experience, but there's never a guarantee. And I think it would be crazy if anyone, and people do, say that it's guaranteed. And I just don't believe those those people fully. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so next question would be... Um... So you, you're projecting your thought of where your your location is yeah. and you're reverse Google imaging out or mapping out. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think that whatever they are are coming from out there or are they already here or where are they from? This is This is like the buzz question at the moment, isn't it? My personal belief is they are dropping in from a other a different frequency dimension I, i'm not so sure that they're on this like mad like you know light years away from zeta reticuli which you know fabulous if it is but i think we're all existing at the same time and they're just dropping in on a on a frequency basis as a, opposed to sitting in a ship for like four billion years I, I i don't my personal belief i don't think that's happening but to your question, when we're vectoring up into the cosmos, creating that thought beam or whatever you want to call it, I think is is a useful way to signal into the ether that that we we would like to establish a contact. And I think when people have an experience, it alters the course of their life, and there's no going back from it. And if you can share that experience with different people from a, a zillion walks of life. You've got that shared understanding that there's more than what we're, we're told to believe. And I've made lifelong friends, perhaps people I would not have necessarily have come across that, you know, would just we, our paths would just not cross. But due to our shared 
experiences in some cases or our shared love um, and passion for the phenomenon we're able to vibe on on a level and certainly there's there's a gentleman in in our group and I won't name names because it's, it's unfair in him he had a really scary scary experience using doing doing his own version of heist and his wife had the same it, it just was this plethora of things that happened we would have never have crossed paths he's a taxi driver 80 miles away from me I would never have crossed paths but due to him wanting to understand how consciousness affects this link he found us we found him and we've been able to support him and his wife we've gone back to that location we've made it less scary we actually had an experience up there and we're friends and I think that really aids in the group cohesiveness and group cohesion is what I believe is more attractive on a frequency level to whatever they are so yeah so we question if it doesn't happen again it don't get blipped off again uh my question was around you mentioned like sort of doing a, a safety meditation uh was it grounding would you call it is that the word so just explain what that is and why you do that everything's connected on an energetic way you know i'm not a physicist or don't understand the whole quantum thing in a jiggly but you know i believe that everything is connected energetically and we as human beings have our own energetic signature the earth has hers the moon has hers the sun has his blah 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 and if we are starting to invoke invite you know working with our consciousness and using our energy to kind of connect with other entities of a different energetic signature I don't know what's going to come through. I don't know if like some like crazy monster is going to come in like raw. You know, I I don't know these things because I've not explored it. So, or or experienced it yet. So it just kind of, in my weird way, makes common sense to keep our energy grounded to the earth. Um, and that's you know, you find that a lot in in the a lot of the occult type rituals. Um, you know, various mystery schools that I'm quite fluent in and, you know, have belonged to in certain aspects. Grounding is something that's part of my daily life anyway. But just to keep everyone's energy grounded to earth and keep us a bit safer, I th- I think is a, is a wise thing to do because we're fighting in energy that is foreign to us in a sense. So we do a grounded meditation every time. Cool. So I know that you follow sort of what's been happening in america sort of all the developments that's going on where does heist fit into sort of the modern kind of ufology that we're seeing i think it's really from interesting at the moment what dr gary nolan's up to really really interesting and all this whole like basal ganglia and pitman puncture whatever it's called and you know the fact that that brain that intuition and consciousness seems to be in the conversation a, a lot much more now and even Tom DeLonge um, you know he, he's been speaking about it quite freely about how humans are an, a conduit and consciousness perhaps is the link between whatever they are in, in, in what's going on here um, I am thrilled that some of the more woo stuff is making it into the more mainstream ufology conversations um and you know consciousness is the key 
and I will fight anyone to the death over that because I've said that for the past 15 years. But it's so interesting to me now that science is perhaps catching up with that. And the ancients knew this, the Egyptians knew this, the Rosicrucians knew this, the mystery schools, Alistair Crowley knew this. And it's just kind of neat now that it's more in the conversation than, oh my God, these people are weird, than it was. So the woo and the nuts and bolts seems to be merging. And, you know, people like Dr. Gary Nolan, I think, are well-versed and well-placed to lead some of that conversation. I think now the these conversations in America and the congressional hearings, all that kind of stuff is bringing it to a bit more uh, of a public forum that's acceptable. I think people are now more open to everything else that might be on the table, mm-hmm. um, whether that be more of a conscious level stuff or the fact that these might be interdimensional beings, all that kind of um thought it appears that nothing is off the table um where do you see it going in sort of the coming years because we're clearly in a accelerated version of what where we've been before sort of pre-2017 it was very slow and now we were on about drip drip feeding everything but now it seems to be every day you can go on the internet and something else has happened it's going in this direction mm. so where where do you think it might be in about five or ten years time we'll all be floating on clouds like that one no i'm joking um maybe i hope um <laughs> one i think that we are next to have some level of scientific discovery around light sound frequency and how that impedes and impacts the human experience i think that's that's going to be the next thing that is put into the the public arena to make it more palatable that we are way more than we know ourselves to be as as a as a, as a being and as, as a species of things um i think science is going to make a real leap and bound and understanding what our brains actually function do and don't do um, you know, you can roll back to, you know, what Robert Monroe did with the Monroe Institute and how the CIA commissioned um, the Monroe Institute to look into consciousness and the whole science of noetics. I just think that the next couple of years is going to see us interpreting the way human brains work on a conscious level. And I, I really do believe that that's connected to the greater ecosystem of what the universe is. And I do believe the universe is is part of an ecosystem and we're a bit player in that grand opera, if that makes sense. So talking about kind of the government sort of side of it and the mm-hmm. all the different programs that have been going on in America that we're finding mm-hmm. out about now, we've got like OSAP and stuff like this, and they worked with Bigelow and Bass and places like Skinwalker. And like when you, when you read the book, like The Secrets of the Skinwalker, it talks about the link between see ufology yeah. and other parts of the paranormal and so I, was, I was very surprised with that that because it was like meant to be sort of a ufo investigation type department mm. the work that they were actually doing and stuff that's happening to them that were sort of investigating it and the hitchhiker effect so do you think there is that link between sort of mm-hmm. ufos whatever they are 
and other parts oh, yeah. of paranormal like cryptids it's or completely all connected like that. That you, you can't have one without the other it, it's it's absolutely bizarre and nuts to me to think that you can't have one without the other i think there's something happening on a frequency base i think there's things that our our brains can't tune to that are going on um and i think it's it's massively all connected and you know skim did you just hear that Whispering. What was it? What? Whispering. Dancing. Oh, it was my kid. Woo! I was like, oh no, I've been in <laughs> He was whispering at the door. I gotta say, we have had a couple of times where we've caught like EVP during when mm-hmm. I've listened back to recordings, we've caught like EVP a couple of times. They've listened back and seen this. I've had the druids here and the witches, they ain't nothing. <laughs> I'd scare them off. Um, it, it's completely all connected, and I think. The phenomenon, the way it presents itself at places like Skinwalker Ranch is a prime example that there's, there's um, electromagnetic anomalies across this, this this earth, which people use portals. And blah, blah, blah. I just think there's a massive ecosystem and we're part of it and we've all got a small part to play. And the, the earth and her energetical, magnetical extra places are just part of a, a bigger space cosmic, intergalactic opera is the best way to put it and it, it's very interesting to me that and i meet so many people who are like no it's not connected how could it not be connected like show it's it's a foreign concept to me that it it, it is not connected it, it's all connected through energy that said so for example could you use sort of the highest method to communicate with say a bigfoot if that's what the intention was yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know not tried it theoretically i suppose anything's possible or it's not something i've tried it's not something that turns me on to try um i'm not wanting to have a chat with no bigfoot it's just not i'm not about it not about it at all terrifies me um but then if you think about a heist, isn't it similar to a Ouija board? Isn't it similar to a seance? Very much so. Very so, much I love so. a good Ouija board, like, all day. So it's about intention, about changing a vibration and putting yourself into a different, an altered state, perhaps. So in theory, maybe you could be like, cooey, Bigfoot. I'm just not about that life. Fair enough. Yeah, it's interesting you say it's about a bit like a seance, a bit like a Ouija board, very much like a seance where you're sort of almost speaking out and saying, is there anybody in the room with us, essentially? Are you in this location with us? Yeah. Make yourself known. Yeah. I love it when like a marble comes flying at you and you're like, yes. Well, we got some, yeah, not a marble. No, not marble. Some weird shit was happening the other week. The night oh, really? before, the night before Minicon, is in the editing stage at the moment of the video. Oh, I'll oh. let me know. Yeah, I can put. I've put the clip up on social media. I'll put. I'll send it to you. No, please do. Yeah. So yeah, it is very much like the, the seancey kind of thing. And when I first started this podcast, and and Asher was probably well it was the same that we we were like siloing cryptids ufos paranormal all separate 
very quickly it became obvious to us with the people we were speaking to that everything is just blurred and everything is the same and everything is part of the same thing so uh yeah like you say it's not beyond the possible or the realms of possibility that you you could connect with something that isn't a ufo it could be a spirit but that's the form it's shown like a small sun somewhere like that um and do they do they form into something that we can only observe in a way that's palatable to us yep so we talk about screen memories um, and, and things like this where people have these abduction experiences and they see like a Mickey Mouse character because that's the only way their their brain can interpret what they're what they're seeing. So it could be that you're seeing this small sun, however big it was, sorry. Um, Why are somebody... you going misty? It's quite light behind me. <laughs> it's... My screen's feeling funny. <laughs> Mine. Mine. Yours. <laughs> you keep both going misty. <laughs> Stay away. What the fuck? Uh, but as I was saying to you before, <laughs> before we start recording, in my location, which I will keep to myself and yourselves. <laughs> There, there was some strange noise. I went to the loo and I could hear a, a noise outside the toilet. And considering <laughs> where I am, it will make the coming days quite interesting. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and like I said, it isn't the first time that we have discussions with people about weird shit, mm. for want of a better phrase, and things happen. I've had loads of weird stuff. EVPs, I've disappeared offline, but... It didn't appear that way to her, but my computer shut down on the Skype call and rebooted. Wow. And I was like, really sorry about that. And Ash and the, the, the other person were like, you were there. Does that translate, though, into, I call it the sort of cosmic intelligence, because it's, it's the only way, because there is an intelligence. Whatever this is, whatever this phenomenon is, mm. it's intelligent. It knows what, what it's doing. And, you know, how... If you look at some of the way the mystery schools, you know, like the Golden Dawn, the Rosicrucians, and the way even in it, what was that? Even that was in me the, just rubbing the camera. Sorry, <laughs> trying to make sure it was all. You know, sorry. Words are again vibrations. So if we're going talking about it, is the the very fact that we're putting these vibrations into the ether doing something to alert the cosmic intelligence, and therefore. It's going, well, I'm just going to have a little mess with these. Like, I don't think anything's off the table anymore. No. Nothing's off the table. And I think these Generation Z or whatever these new kids are called, they, they call it manifesting. So they think stuff and talk about stuff and they manifest it. Cool. Manifestations to me are something out of horror films. A manifestation is like a ghost okay. or... I think so it know, always makes me laugh when they say I'm manifesting, manifesting. this. And it's like fucking hell. You know what? Chill out. <laughs> Our thoughts become reality. Yep. And you know, you only have to look at you know people like Dr. Joe uh, Defensa and you know the way he works, and you know we can think stuff into reality. You know, here's one for you. I journal every day. Um, I just like to get my thoughts down because I'm very long winded, as we've all clearly found out. 
and I wrote down the two days before I broke my leg, I really need a break. I just need some time. Fucking hell. Fucking Manif hell. Manifested that one. <laughs> and, and it really made me go, did I do that? Ooh, be careful hell, what you wish for. Jesus Christ. But then if I hadn't have had the break and the break, all of these doors of opportunity that is open to me, and there's so much on my lap at the moment, and there's things I'm saying no to at the minute, which is not like me. I'm not very good at saying no. And and did this break and break give me space that perhaps the cosmic intelligence intended for me to do? And that's when my head goes, Brr, because is everything connected? Well, yeah. We've had loads of weird coincidences. And I know we've spoken about it, me and Ash, loads of times, like the way we, me and Ash met, the um, the guests we have on have all got weird connections to us somewhere along the line. And uh, me and Ash have got more things that we've had in common as time has gone on that we, that have can, like, there's a connection that way. And we'll have like one episode where we, we get contacted to speak to somebody about re, um, reincarnation and then weirdly the next few guests that we have are all about reincarnation and that kind of stuff it's been quite weird um, not bad this hologram that we're all in eh well even weirder <laughs> me and ash last night were talking about holograms simulation theory uh ultra terrestrials crypto terrestrials yeah, we had a bit of a, a conversation. Well, it was quite a long one, just me and Ash talking for a change. That's tequila chat. That's either three <laughs> bottles of red wine or a bottle of tequila chat. That is I was it. sober and laying on a bed like that. It, are we just in a big massive game of Sims? Are we? Because it would explain an awful lot. <laughs> it would. Wouldn't it? It would. It would yeah. really explain the division in societies. It would explain the, the bullshit that goes on. The fact that we, we, we want to like kill each other with bombs and we destroy our only home. Like, like that, how ludicrous that sounds. We purposefully are destroying our home. Yeah. Hello, wakey, wakey, one home. And, you know, maybe it is just a big game of Sims and whoever's in control, like, we're just bit players. Well, we, we were talking about the fact that is it possible that we're actually the players in this game ourselves? But once we're in the game, we don't know we're in the game until we check out of the game by winning or hitting a level or something like that. Follow the white rabbit, Neo. Honestly, it was it was a strange chat last night at one point. We went I like these chats. We went in deep, didn't we? And it's how great is it that that you know, you guys are having these conversations? How great is it that we're having these conversations because there'll be someone listening somewhere that doesn't have the community around them that doesn't even know there's a community and they're sat there going Chris wow what is this and and I think that's so incredible that you know you know you guys create community and you create space because it might reach somebody who might be really struggling with this whole mad concept and you know weird things might be happening to them and yeah kudos People have contacted us, genuinely contacted us, and said that we've helped them through a, a dark time in their life. They found the podcast and I've listened ever since. So beautiful. Well done. Well yeah. Done. Like I say, there's, there's people that have like had like sort of 
experiences and kept them secret for years and literally only talked about them out loud for the first time like to us and it's like even if, like, even it's not even for an episode it's not for anything it's just for them to think just to reach out to us we're like we'll happily jump on a skype call whatever not not don't not recording it it's just you want to have a chat tell someone and just give people that opportunity to, to share it for the first time you can see like in the faces how much it means and so so it's, it's been an honor for us to to be able to offer that to, to people it's as incredible well. it's, it's and good. you just never know what new platform might be being built to come next to help people Selfish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wink wink <laughs> no comment so talking about that you're you've recently started your own sort of yeah. show uh, that's been yeah. going out to talk um, about that yeah we have so <laughs> As you two guys said that you were chewing the fat last night and went down a rabbit hole and probably ended up creating another wormhole within that, I I have been facilitating those type of chats for ages with my girl group. And, you know, nothing was off the table. Like, we'll go as hard and as deep to the point where we're all calling each other bastards over it or really enjoying it. And I didn't realise that, like, most friendship groups don't do that. So certainly for me, Elisa and, and and Lucy, you know, throughout lockdown, we were part of a wider group and we'd just be like, you know, when's the rebellion starting and every theory under the sun. And and then obviously I, I met Natalie uh, through yourselves and, and through C5 and she was kind of like the balance we'd need. So I had my two friends sort of lined up and I was like, We've got something quite special here. And then Natalie was like the, the 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 right balance because me and the other two girls have known each other for, you know, a decade. Um, so Natalie joined the party, but it was completely, again, serendipitous through the UFO world. I met our producer through Paul Sinclair, who I met at your event. I adore Paul. Paul had knew this guy from years ago. He took him up up Bempton and they'd had an experience there and it was all just so it's all your fault Ash actually um and he um had license for a former radio um I used to have a radio show so we we connected on that level and I'm dad cheeky of and just said you know what I've got four great girls here well including myself and we're talking all of this stuff and why don't we just talk about it publicly? And I pitched the idea to him and he was like, I don't think he realised who he was dealing with in the end because I just, you know, it popped off quite well. But he was like, yeah. And he's facilitated that space on Mercury, Casualty of Mars Radio, which is now live, casualtyofmarsradio.com. And we will be live every Friday because we're mad from about eight o'clock. Um, we've got a plethora of, guests coming on um all the, just our mates um it's an all-female led show we're not burning our bras we we are just girls hanging out talking all things high strangeness and it's not just ufos it was very um there was a desire from me and the girls that you know some of them aren't me and natalie are but the other two really aren't into the whole ufo thing they're into other areas of high strangeness so We've got the next few shows lined up, everything from the meaning of Halloween um, right through to 
fairies, goblins, and pixies, right through to spontaneous human combustion. So can't wait for that. Isn't that subject mad? Fucking (laughs) hell! It scared me since I was little that somebody would just go up in flames. It's terrifying. I've I can't even hobble properly around my house, and I'm paranoid about plugs now. Electric charge on Reddit. (laughs) Somebody needs to take the whole thing down because I went on a rabbit hole and I was like that. You smell fire. (laughs) <laughs> and I couldn't. So we, we just we just want to have a conversation about some of the crazy stuff that that is the there. weirdest of weird things though. So I'm looking forward to that. I I listened to Howard Hughes. Uh, I listened to him a lot, and they were talking about spontaneous human combustion. This guy was on there, and he calls it spontaneous human cremation. <laughs> them scared me even more. Where there was just a hand left of the grandma, yeah. and it's just a hand like grandma. What happened? <laughs> You just went up, Grandma. Yeah, I'll look forward to that. I'll look yeah. forward to that. So we just, we just want a bit of space to just... And we were so nervous. I can talk for England, you know, but even now, I was a bit like a flow welcome. But, you know, it's great. And I get to hang out with my mates on a Friday. I don't do anything else anyway. I don't like going outside unnecessarily. So, you know, we, we, it, we've shared some soul and we've had really positive feedback. So Awesome. What, what's weird that show called? Sister show, but it's weird in the old English spelling, which was um, an acknowledgement to the wise women, the witches that they burned. <laughs> so, W Y R D E, weird sister show. Um, but you can find out more if you follow me on Twitter at that UAP girl. Plug, 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 plug. Oh, so you're very active. You're very active. Uh, very active. I've seen. ADHD. It's hard to keep up. You know, I I've been on Twitter for years from when I was in radio, and I just didn't even like. I I only discovered UFO Twitter by accident, and then I was like, "There's That's loads a crazy of place. them. There's loads of them, and they're all mad as me." And I'm so lucky that my DMs are full of interesting characters. Some a bit odd, but I am um, I'm lucky that I've got. Global mates that I can share some of this mad experience, and I was really grateful the other night. I ended up hosting a Twitter space randomly at like half one in the morning. Like, hello, Americans, I'm here. Ugh. So, and, and loads of great things has come as a result. So, yeah, awesome. It's actually a really good place because you can throw stuff out there for discussion, and there's somebody with I don't know, like a dinosaur as their profile picture, and some strange word like name you you don't you might have the the most amazing conversation with them via tweets and like then the next day you you never hear from again or you're, you're then speaking to i don't know somebody with a, a ufo as their profile picture that kind of Isn't like it? you, it's not like the facebook it's just like it's full-on conversation all the time which is really good definitely i've the only sort of downside i've, I've had is um after me and Abs did that article, I got some really like freaky deaky stuff happen on Twitter, and it that was the only time it made me think about making sure I had a good VPN in place. And my I've stopped using WhatsApp as much as possible. I'm more on Signal now. I'm just a bit trying to be a bit more secure with my comms. My um, someone sent me my IP address from a tweet, and said we're watching you. I was like. Nigel and leave me alone, Nigel. But I had quite a few few weird things happen and 
weird a weird phone call and stuff. So there's a there's a dark side to being so public about some of this stuff. On that on that note, if <laughs> if someone maybe new wanted to sort of get into heist, learn more about it, how would you? What advice would you give them just to, to get um, started? So be very diplomatic here. I would watch Dr. Stephen Greer's films, um, see how that sits with you. I would also um, give Dr. Joseph Betts a Google um, and, and give him a follow. Um, I would look into Reniro Hernandez, Ray, absolutely beautiful human being, along with Dr. Joseph. Um, start looking at some of their work. You know, if you're UK, doesn't matter where you're based. You know, I'm happy for you to reach out and I'll, I'll point you in some directions. There's a Facebook hub, C5 UK. Um, you know, there's lots of resources on there. Um, but I offer a word of caution and I don't agree with some of the commerciality of, of there's people out there that are charging you £10 to stand in a free field. They're then charging you X amount of dollars to get a certificate to learn how to meditate. Then there's, you know, there's levels to it. It's a bit Scientology-esque. And I really don't care if it, I go up, die on a sword for this. Consciousness is free. Being able to connect with them is free. And, you know, I don't think, yes, if it's an organized event, of course. Yes, if you're going to something that's been put on at cost, of course. But I, I don't subscribe to someone charging you a lot of money to learn about yourself and how to do that. That That's not the version of heist that I subscribe to because consciousness is free. I'll never work again. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Nice one, Holly. Thank you very much for, for chatting. Do you just want to remind us where we can find your show and you? So you Twitter, can find me at, on Twitter where, yeah, mute me. No, don't. Follow me. Follow me, please. <laughs> um, at that UAP girl. And our show is The Weird Sisters. You can find that on Facebook. And we are live streaming from the 28th of this month, every Friday, live, all four of us, with some of our mates and invited guests, talking all things weird, wonderful, and bizarre from 8pm every Friday. So, yeah, keep weird. Here's a follow and keep looking up. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Pursuit of the Paranormal with Ash and Greg.